0: I don't even know what that means no one knows what it means but it's provocative no it's nice it gets gross. the people it... going.
1: what's up everyone this is clutch sports talk with me your host Brian flowers bringing you another great episode today Thank you for listening, wherever you're at, in the car, home, chilling, hanging out with your friends, family, whatever it is, I got the stories that you guys want to hear, and I'm here to give them to you, and I appreciate you guys and all the support. But today, it's going to be a fun episode for me. You know why? I'm going to be talking to one of the most influential persons or people in my life, my father, and this is a Father's Day issue of Clutch Ports Talk with me, Ryan Flowers. He's going to stop by later on, and we're going to just kind of kick a few items around, talk to him a little bit about his life um, coming over as an immigrant from Belize and raising a son in a country in which the sports were different from the country that he actually was raised in. So, But we'll talk to him later. His name is William Flowers. He'll be on the show later on. And before I get started, I just want to kind of give a shout-out to all the dads out there. Um, happy Father's Day to all of you, including myself. I guess I got to give myself a shout out. Dads, you know, we probably don't get the amount of love and attention that maybe moms do. And, you know, rightfully so. Mothers do a lot. But today, I want to show you guys a lot more love today because we do a lot as well, too. And during these trying times, I've, I, I kind of go by this, this model in my life. Kids and children... Necessarily don't always listen to their dads, but they watch their dads. So if you're a dad and you're thinking, you know what, my kids don't listen to me directly, that's cool, but they're watching you. And they're making sure they see everything that you do. So continue to to, uh, set that example. Be a great example for your children, especially today on this Father's Day. Um, I love being a father. I love my two beautiful children. They mean the world to me. And I am happy that they are mine and I get to come home to them every day. So again, happy Father's Day to all you guys out there. Uh, This episode is dedicated to all the fathers out in the world. So, hey, it's all good. But before my dad comes on, um, I want to kind of touch base a little bit about a subject that kind of came up last week or earlier this week, Kyrie Irving and the NBA. Now, the NBA has an issue, I think, and like most sports today, race will be an issue. You know, you have the NFL and the the kneeling and the flag, and now the NBA has an issue now with the whole, should players come back to play and finish out the rest of the season? I will say this, the NBA has an issue, a bigger issue, I think, because unlike other sports, the NBA is a star-driven league. And what I mean by that is that NBA players have more of an impact socially, I think, sometimes. They they control a lot of things. They control where they play, how they play, who they want to play with. Not too many leagues that, that employ or incorporate African-Americans have that. And the NFL definitely has a lot of African-Americans, but they don't have that type of pull that you see in the NBA. How I many times you've seen an NFL player recently just say, you know what, I'm not playing today, or I'm not going to play for you guys anymore. I'm going to sit down, you trade me. And not only are you going to trade me, you're going to trade me to the team I want to go to. Rarely ever happens. So the NBA definitely uh, has an issue in regards to, you know, what's going on in this country. And should most of, if not, all the African-Americans in the NBA sit out. And that's where Kyrie comes into play. So uh, not too long ago, Kyrie Irving held a phone conference, a Zoom conference, I think it was, with over 100 players. And he basically laid out a a, a a plan of saying, you know what, guys? Let's sit out. Let's not play the rest of the season. Because they, he felt like if they came back July 31st or whenever they're going to start up again, it's going to take away from the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's going to be a distraction. And basically the whole BLM, will basically just be forgotten because everyone will be excited that a major sport, sporting league will be back on TV and therefore people won't pay necessarily the attention to the whole movement that's going on in this country. Now, I agree with parts of what Kyrie is saying and I can respect his opinion. And he's got other players in the NBA that are on his side and obviously, you know, in all fairness, he has other players that are not on his side. You know, you got guys like John Wall, Dwight Howard, A.V. Bradley, who are like, yeah, man, like, I agree. Let's Let's sit out. It's not worth it. Because people need to see some type of change or movement going on in order to keep this thing going. And then you have other players, on the other hand, that are like, no, we have to play. It's even more important that we do play. You know, especially guys like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, LeBron James, you know, arguably, excuse me, arguably, the most prominent NBA player in the league today. Not from a skill perspective, just from his his impact in the world socially, economically. He's saying, you know what? It's time to get back to work, guys. We gotta we gotta go win this championship. Now here's the thing that I have or I see an issue with and a problem. I have no problem with the message. But I do have a problem with the messengers. Kyrie Irving is not... uh, He's not the most credible guy to lead some type of protest like this. This is a guy that says the world is flat. And for those of you who think the world is flat, thanks for listening, but gosh, come on. But anyway. He's been known to be a somewhat so-so teammate basically not the best guy to be leading this charge and then you have other guys like John Wall and Dwight Howard who who themselves are not like really not to say they have bad reputations but they're not the people that people want to follow and I think in order for things to to be impacted or to see some type of major change most impactful, well, to, to get the most impactful protests or stance, it has to come from an impactful person. And right now, LeBron is on board with playing, all the other major superstars are on board and playing, and Kyrie's like, no, we shouldn't play. But the funny thing is this, is that Kyrie wouldn't even be playing anyway. He He's sitting out the rest of the, the season anyway because he's hurt. So then to play devil's advocate, you have to say, well, Kyrie, if if KD was all ready to go, you were healthy. Would you would you guys be playing because you guys would probably be, you know, second best or first in the East? You guys would be in contention. So I challenge his actual true beliefs. And does he really believe in what he's saying? Because right now, given the current situation, the Nets have no chance of winning an NBA championship. They're going to be in the playoff, but they're not going to win. Their two superstars are hurt and not even playing. So him saying he's going to sit out and protest is kind of like, well, you weren't even playing anyway. So, yeah, it's easy for you to say, I'm going to sit out. And I think that's why people can't get on board with him because, dude, you weren't even going to play. Now, if LeBron somebody like that came out and said, you know what, we're not playing any more games. We're going to sit out. Then I think more people would be more inclined to say, you know what? Yeah. I think Patrick Beverly had a quote not too long ago, a few days ago. He said, hey, if the king is playing, we all playing. Boom. That's it. Case closed. Sorry, Kyrie. But the NBA is going to have to be dealing with this now until whoever, because you've seen what's going on in this country a lot of things are, are being, you know, questioned from our syrup bottles to rice to statues in this country, statues that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. You know, it's, it's a lot of racial conflict going on in this country and sports, although sports binds us together, it's also going to be affected. And like I said, I, I believe in what Kyrie is saying. It honestly might be a distraction because we're all going to be mostly happy to see the NBA, any type of major sport. Now, I get it, you know, hockey and soccer, they'll be back. But overall, the NBA, with the the exception of the NFL, the NBA will reign supreme until the NFL comes back on in college football. Then we'll completely be distracted and perhaps maybe a lot of this Black Lives Movement would will, will will die down. Maybe maybe that's not the case. I don't know, but there's definitely going to be some changes here in the in the forefront that we have to kind of keep our eye on. And and Kyrie, you know what? If he comes back healthy next year and decides to sit out, I then then I think maybe people will, will take that more into consideration and say, you know what? He actually did mean what he say or said. Excuse me. Well, but you know that's just my thought on that. The NBA is going to have to. Well, for the most I think the NBA does a good job of keeping their players happy. And believe me, I don't I think that they consulted with a lot of the players in regards to this whole twenty two team format before they even decided to to lay out a plan and then discuss it and then actually present it to the world. So players had a lot to a lot of input in that. So but we'll see. But anyway, I digress. I'm gonna take my one and only break on this episode, but when I get back, you guys are gonna beat my dad. William Flowers. It's gonna be fun. He, I know he has a lot to say. If he's any, if he's anything like me, or if I'm if I'm anything like him, we both have a lot to say. So, but anyway, we'll catch him on the next break. This is Clutch Sports Talk with Ryan Flowers. Let's go. You're listening to Clutch Sports Talk with me, your host Ryan Flowers. Continue to listen to all my episodes on the Anchor Podcast app, Spotify, and TuneIn. Also, look me up on Instagram under clutch.sports.talk. Leave me a comment. Let me know what's going on. Until next time, never settle till the work is done. Let's go. Welcome back to Sports Talk. This is Ryan Flowers, your host. If you hear that song in the back, it's a song that was requested by my next guest. He goes by the name, well actually he's the man, the myth, the legend. He's my dad, William. Flowers, what's going on dad? How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing fine man. Ryan. I got,
1: gotcha. your so- I got your song bumping for you, that Gerald LaVert song. What's the name of the song? uh um, the apple don't fall too far from the tree right so we just grooving to it as we come in from a break um so but happy father's day i know it's just
0: thank you very much son
1: appreciate it so i want to get you on because obviously you know it's a it's a father's day edition and um what better way to to kind of commemorate this day this day with doing a show with you oh that's great so what i want to kind of get to know is Exactly. What's your? Obviously, you you love sports. You follow sports. You're you're an avid boxing fan, soccer. Um, what other uh, football now, basketball as well. But but take me into a little bit about your upbringing. Um, you know, as a as a youth growing up in in Belize in regards to sports. Yeah,
0: well, growing up, um, my favorite sport was um, definitely soccer. Soccer is um, we call it football in Belize and. Um, that's the number one sport. So I used to play um, soccer at school. Uh, so that was my number one sport.
1: And when when did you get into boxing?
0: Uh, um, uh, when Cassius Clay um, started out, um, when he went to the Olympics at that time, he was Cassius Clay before he came Muhammad Ali. Right. And so I used to follow his fights.
1: And didn't he visit Belize one time?
0: Yes, he did. I remember very well. Um, there was a lot of people that crowded the streets and while his um, motorcade um, drove through the streets of Belize. And then when he went to the um, arena where he did his exhibition, it was partly empty. And he asked why. You know, At that time, it cost 20 bucks to, to go and see the champ. And, you know, Belize is a third-world country, and the people are poor. And um, very few people could afford $20 at that time to see the champs. So the champs say, let the people in to see the champs. So I I went in. I I was outside. I was outside the arena. I went in, and I got to see a cautious Clay, Muhammad Ali.
1: Wow, that's crazy. $20? Man, that's a lot. I mean, that would be a lot today for some people. I can imagine back then, $20.
0: Yeah, that, that was in the 60s. That was, a, that was a lot of money for the average Belizean, man.
1: Right, for just to watch him. What exactly. was it like to, was it, like a training session?
0: Yeah, he did an exhibition. He did an exhibition. Wow. Um, yeah, he, he, he it was a Muslim group that uh, brought him to Belize. Wow. I remember that very well, man.
1: Wow. Huh. That's crazy. All right, so fast forward a little bit. Um, you moved to this country from Belize, uh, you know, when what, do you remember when you watched your first like NFL game? Yes, um, it was um in
0: 1974. 1974.
1: Do you remember the game?
0: No, I don't remember the game exactly. I, I didn't understand the sport. Period. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what that's funny. So, like, so you're watching and you're like, well, they call this football, like, what? what?
0: I'm trying to learn, you know, learn the game. I'm trying to learn the game. At first, man, the, the funny thing about it, I used to work in Westwood, right, down the street from UCLA.
1: Right, I remember that.
0: Down the street from UCLA, and you know, I would watch um, UCLA games. But, but you know, but I, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes, trying to learn the game, trying to learn the game. And it was confusing at first, but once I learned the game. Man, football is a great game.
1: Right, right. Especially now, you know, now that you know what 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 you're looking at now, and obviously you had a son that played, and it's still involved in football. Uh, and
0: then um, when 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 you start playing, uh, you know, then I really um, got into it, and mom got into it too. Right. Mom, mom, became a fan. Right. Mom became a football fan.
1: Well, let, let, let me let me ask you about this then. So you're not from this country. Um, it's it's a lot of things are new to you. When when did you decide? Obviously, you you know you signed me up for baseball, but like, what was your whole thought process when you were raising me in regards to like, well, what sport um, should I try to get him into, and how did you know I wanted to play sports?
0: Well, um, I want to have an all-American son, you know, so, and I want to introduce you to the different sports and baseball. I, I always see. Um, people with sons, and they have the little uh, uh, baseball, the the pitchers, you know, the baseball pitchers with their sons. And I just, I wanted that. And so that's when I got into coaching too. I got into coaching because I I want to coach my son. While I'm learning the game, I'm coaching my son. And that's where I got into um, sports.
1: And so basically baseball was at the time probably like, the most American thing to do with your son. And so, therefore, you probably was like, you know what, let's let's sign him up for baseball and we can try to do this whole American dream type of deal. Is that is that fair to say?
0: Oh, that, most definitely.
1: Okay, so there really was no... It, that, that's pretty much the whole reason why I signed up for baseball.
0: <laughs> I want all-American son. <laughs> it's funny. I used to follow American baseball when I was in Belize. And we used to listen on the radio to... Um, U.S. Yep. Armed Forces, uh-huh. and they would, they would um, broadcast the games, and I would listen to the, the Dodgers and Sandy Koufax. Dodgers was my team right? because for some reason that was um, the team that they used to announce the most. I don't know why, but I used to listen to the Armed Forces Radio, and they would um, um, announce these games. And I mm-hmm. remember Sunday Koufax, he was a hell of a pitcher.
1: Right. Uh, how come you never got me into soccer?
0: Uh, that, 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 that wasn't all American sports. <laughs> are,
1: are, are, you, are you even boxing two sports that you actually like?
0: Well, the boxing, and that would be a, a, between your mom and I, you know, your mom didn't want to do board boxing.
1: Right. Yeah. oh so you had to pick and choose your battles there I understand
0: yeah yeah you, you know I well a happy wife is a happy life
1: <laughs> so okay so you're 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 new to this country yeah you know a little bit about baseball tell me a little bit about like how did you learn the game what resources did you use to to try to understand and not 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 even just coaching me but coaching other strangers well I
0: I read books. I read books, and you know, that's, I just took it from there. I, I just read books and try to, you know, learn as much as I can as I went along. But see, I, I was I was coaching little kids, see? so you know, it wasn't that's... like I was coaching advanced right advanced kids.
1: Right, right, right. So you didn't need to go into too much detail. You just needed to make sure you. Just were nice uh, and encouraging yeah, and the basic and, and, the basic right, and make sure that you brought the the game snacks
0: right, yeah mom took care of that. she she was a team mom, and she you know she would schedule it between the mothers who bring snacks and stuff like that.
1: right That's funny, and so when did you decide we needed to go towards football?
0: Well, as you got older, as you got older, I said, well, you tried baseball, you liked baseball, you was good at baseball, I said, well, let, let me, um, you know, open it up some more and introduce another sport. You already played basketball, you did baseball, basketball, right. now it's time to play football. And you you was a hell of a football player, too, though. <laughs> uh, that's to that's, that's years ago
1: now, though, that's, that's long removed now, oh. that's like almost... I don't know, 25 years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, the funny thing about it, your first season, your first season playing football, you made All-Star.
1: Right. I remember All-City, all that. I remember that.
0: Yeah. yeah. That was that, that was fun time, man. Every Saturday, we used to travel. And then when you went into All-Cities and we'd be playing all over L.A., playing in different um, right. areas. Yeah, that, that was fun.
1: Right. Definitely. So... So now if you had to pick out of all the sports, I know you still love boxing, but if you had to choose, if you were like, I don't know, on your last wish, what what sporting event would you want to see?
0: Man, I would like to see a heavyweight fight. Well, heavyweight used to be the number one division. Now it's welterweight. But go to a, one one of those big championship fights. You know, the one that pay-per-view, right. Las Vegas, and you have all the celebrities. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. Even over, like, the Super Bowl?
0: Super Bowl is, is great, too, man. But Super Bowl is great, but, uh, you know. But nothing beats that uh, heavyweight, uh, like a heavyweight uh, championship fan. in Vegas. I was originally a boxing fan. I, I You know, the big fights like Triller and Manila, you know, and the uh, Ali and Joe, Joe Frazier, the first fight, you know. If I could just be, it doesn't have to be ringside. Right, right. Just just to, just, to be there, to be in that atmosphere and, you know, feel the vibes.
1: Right, right. Okay, no, I, I, I can, I can kind of see that. I've never been to a professional fight. I'm actually waiting for my first professional fight. Um, I, I interviewed this young man not too long ago, uh, War Machine, DJ Zamora, so I promised him that his his first professional fight here in the states i would try to be there so i'm waiting for that to happen hopefully it'll occur soon so if he's listening i'm waiting brother
0: i i I catch your show and i you know i would like to see him fight too so if and when he become a champion i could always say i remember when
1: right 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 so okay as a dad um a black father as well what Words of wisdom or encouragement do you have for? And I mean, not just not just black fathers, but fathers in general. Like raising their sons today, uh, what kind of advice could you give them potentially when they're raising their sons? You know, in sports.
0: Well, in sports or in life in general, is to lead by example because fathers or mothers, parents, you might see a lot of things and you go through one year or the next but I'm going to tell you something that children follow your footstep and they do what they see you do. In my case, you know, I didn't realize it until I sat down and I looked back and everything that I did, it seemed like you did it too. <laughs> <How> you, <laughs> you, After high school, you went into the Navy. I went into the army. You You married at a young age and you, raise your family I I did that you you know you you like a mentor a coach those are all the things that that I did and you are doing this you are walking right in my footsteps and I said man I'm so glad that I did positive things in my life because what if I had went the other way and did negative things, you probably would have followed that too. Cause you had probably thought that's the right thing to do. Right. So that, that is my advice.
1: Right. And you know, and you're right. I, I not, I think back at it like, yeah, you're right. Um, at the beginning of my show, I actually, what you just said about how maybe sometimes kids don't listen, uh, but they, they see. And more specifically, I actually said a lot of kids don't listen to their dads; they listen more to the moms. But they follow and watch what their dads do. So it's important that you do set a good example. Um, so that way, because you know your kids are always watching. And uh, one thing I gotta always say is that, like, I always had a good example to look at. So uh, so thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, and that's why I want to do this episode with you because. You know, you have a little podcast, well, I don't say little, but you have a podcast as well, which you started, right? Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes, I have a little podcast. It's called um, Belizean in the Diaspora. And I try to talk about, you know, different things, but mostly um, current events um, social issues, politics and stuff like that. Okay.
1: And, And you say it's called the Belizean Diaspora? Yeah, Belizean in the Diaspora. In the diaspora. Spell diaspora so my listeners can listen to that or check it out.
0: Diaspora, D-I-E-S-P-O-R-A. Uh,
1: okay. And you you can also, and you're on the Anchor podcast app as well. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Well, Dad, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much, not for just coming on, but everything that you've done for me and, and, and our my sister's life. And uh, I wouldn't have in any other way doing this episode with you for this Father's Day special. So, um right.
0: Well, I want to say I'm happy Father's Day to you, too. And, you know, man, you're a great gift from God, you and your sister. And, man, I can't have a better son than you. And I love you, man. Huh?
1: Love you, too, Pop. So I'll talk to you later, man. Thanks a lot.
0: All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye.
1: Well, that's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. William K. Flowers. and I'm so grateful for him. Um, You know, both my parents, but for Father's Day, I couldn't have someone more important in my life um, outside of like athletes and stuff like that. I know we all look up to celebrities and athletes, but if you have, you know, a father or someone who was that father figure in your life, you know, call them, reach out to them, let them know you're grateful for them because that's what this day is all about. You know, so, but appreciate him coming on for the show. Hope you guys enjoyed us talking a little bit. I know we didn't kind of, Dive a lot into like the nitty gritty of sports, but I just thought it was just very important to just get him on and just hear his perspective. You know, him being an immigrant from Belize, his upbringing in sports, what his what his thought process was coming to America, raising a, a kid. Um, so, thanks again, Dad. I appreciate it. But before I go, um, you guys can catch up on all my other episodes. I'm located on the Anchor Podcast app, Apple, Tuned In, Spotify up i appreciate it if you have any questions comments or concerns on the show you can hit me up on my instagram page it's uh, clutch.sports.talk and until next time everyone oh actually before i get out happy father's day to all you guys out there again this is our day guys enjoy it celebrate it be with your kids love on them but until next time this is clutch sports talk with Ryan flowers never settle till the work is done let's go